are listening to the Carrero Podcast. I'm Malia Hoffman, and I'm here with Fred Ramirez. Today, our guests are Benedicta, Anna, and Lola. They are all 15-year-olds that attend Rothingen High School in Bergen, Norway. They have been working with their schools to end plastic pollution. When they were in eighth grade, they went to Honduras to attend a climate conference with other students from their class and cleaned up the beaches from ocean plastics. Honduras has been an important factor when it comes to engaging the rest of their school on its charge for change. Their project has led several new projects, one called Aramisus. Aramisus is a collaboration project with other schools from other countries such as Turkey, Croatia, and Romania. The goal with the cooperation is to teach each other about the different plastic organizing systems and to find solutions for some climate problems by holding conferences such as the one held in Honduras. They will be attending a conference in Turkey April 2020, and a final conference will be in Bergen, arranged by their school. Some of the local projects they have done include adding recycle bins to each of the classrooms in their school, and in the cafeteria they have switched out all plastic cutlery for wooden forks and spoons. The school has participated in several beach cleanups along the coast of Bergen. In PE, their classes have been plogging, which is picking up plastics while jogging. This was a way to clean up their areas close to the school and parks nearby. With the plastic they found, they have made art that you can find in their school library. Hello, ladies. Um, you all seem to be a tight group that is passionate about change. Did this come about from your work together, or were you friends first and then came up with these projects? Um, neither of us went to the same uh, school. So I, I knew who they were, but we weren't close. We weren't really, we didn't really know each other that well. So we got to know each other through the Honduras project. project. Oh, good. Well, tell us about the, about the Honduras project and how you, how you found out about it and how you became involved. Um, yeah, we knew that it was six students that were going to travel to Honduras and, um, yeah, and really our teachers told us like who's, who wants to go and all that stuff. And we kind of just, uh, uh applied with, a. uh, What's it called? Uh, we all wrote an application. Yeah, an application. And then uh, we had an interview and uh, six of us were chosen. And we started working on some different uh, projects to prepare ourselves. Yeah. And yeah, we really, we were bonding and mm. we became real close friends. Yeah. yeah. So can you tell us what was involved in that application process? Was there... Were there projects that you were already working on that you had to describe and reflect on, or was it more future-based what you wanted to do with this experience? The, the Honduras trip was like the start of the... Yeah. We had kind of had like small projects where we had kind of just studied different problems in the world, uh, like uh, the plastic whales, and uh, we had to explain why we wanted to travel. Yeah, so you mentioned you mentioned the plastic whale. Um, so you're talking about the plastics that were in the whale that washed up on shore near yeah, you, right? Yeah. Can you tell us about that? So it was a plastic whale that was found in Sotra, a place in outside Bergen. Um, and it was full of plastic bags and other plastic 
types of plastic. It was 18 bags or something. Uh, yeah. yeah, almost around 30. Yeah, yeah. 30. Yeah, 30 to Yeah, 40. it was a lot of plastic bags. And just everyone was kind of shocked when they saw the news. And yeah, I think, especially uh, our school. Yeah, that inspired it, a yeah, lot. Yeah, it started a lot of the projects and the engagement. And we don't have a lot of whales around Bergen. No. So we were kind of shocked to actually see a whale wash up on, like, it wasn't alive or anything. It was, it just lied on the beach. Mm-hmm. And yeah. when was this? Um, it must have 2017. Been. Was okay. two years ago or something? Yeah, yeah. I vaguely remember yeah. hearing about that in the news. So that's interesting. So did your teachers build off of that experience and put it into your yes. classes and talk about it uh, in that way? They did. So they made us write different articles about it, and uh, they let us have uh, well our different opinions, and then we um, yes. we have a lot of in almost every subject we have about. Uh, nature and climate changes so in I think it was before the summer we wrote midterms about um, about climate changes yeah. in English Plus, and Norwegian yeah. about climate um, problems yeah, yeah. so uh, the different well I think people just have been inspired by the different yeah. things we've done Good now. But it also back then. No what? I think. And like um, a lot of people were like, back then, before that, not thinking that much about it, yeah. maybe. And I think it made us all think more about a problem, and yes. and that is how actually happening. Yeah, and, and made us aware. Of. And in the start, uh, it was like a few people was they were engaged to do something. But it was also very many people who didn't know how, and they were like, is, they, it, is it worth it? But uh, our teachers made it fun to be environmental friendly, mm-hmm. yes, and to pick up plastic to go on bean, beach cleanings. And so they made it fun, so more and more people got engaged, yes. Oh, good. Now, so, so up until the time that the that the whale washed up onto your shores. How how engaged were 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 you? How engaged were your teachers with regards to um, to the ocean, to the climate, um, or or was the or was the whale washing up? Was was that kind of kind of that that spark? Yeah, it kind of was. I think it was yeah wake up call for everyone and. Yeah. Levels of engagement in the problem uh, between the uh, students, but I think most of us students were. Yeah, we were like aware of the problem before, but maybe not everyone, and not everyone knew how to do something about it. So the teachers were like teaching us. Yeah, we started talking more and more about it, and then debaters came and even more people wanted to help. Yeah. Yeah, so you mentioned that people were thinking, what can I do and is it even worth it? And it just seems like such a huge world problem. And and like, how can 
uh, plogging, right? That's something that you guys started with um, jogging and then picking up plastic on the beach. You're think people might think, how can that make a difference? What are your thoughts on that, or what? How do you answer that? Well, at school, they teach us that um, maybe if just a few students or a few people do a lot, that doesn't help as much as if a lot of people do a little. Yeah, and also, it, even if we don't pick up much, then it. We kind of see the difference between a park full of plastic and a park, a clean park. So we kind of see the changes and we realize where we want to be. And that we almost everyone prefer to be in a clean park. <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> almost everyone. Yeah. So, so can you... Can you tell us then some of the some of the other projects that you've been you've been doing? Um, yeah. Um, before we went to Honduras, but after we like got our group and all that, we uh, went to a conference. Um, among other things. Yes. It was called. The plastic whale heritage, or something, I think. Yeah, I think that came from the plastic whale also. So true. yeah, it was like connected to the plastic whale, and it was first a beach cleanup or just like a, a cleanup, and we the day after we went to a conference conference and listened to other people talking, and we also yeah. got to talk. Um, yeah, we had some on, on a pa panel. Yeah. Uh, but I think uh, we were like, how many class? I think we were a few classes from the school that went out on Socha and had like a cleaned up the a lot of the small islands around there. Yeah, we did that a lot of times. Yeah, we've done that several times, and uh, that has helped to create awareness among all the students. So on Socha, we have also been uh, co-staring, which is. Like we go on beach cleanups, and we also get to jump from cliffs and have swim. Fun with it. So it <laughs> makes it more fun to yeah, but it makes it fun to pick up plastic. And we were uh, driving with boats out on islands where we could pick up plastic. Yes, where you can't really reach by a car or by foot. So we got to like swim in the water and pick up in the water where you normally can't reach. And uh, it's uh, making plastic, uh, well, picking it up more fun. <laughs> do you do this during your school day, or is this, like, extracurricular? Yeah. We maybe set off a day or two up, or, like, one class go at a time, like 30 students or something, wow. and they have all day. And wow. that's, we do something with the whole class. Mm -hmm. But if it's like yeah. us who went to Honduras, if we do something that the rest of our class don't do, then it may be that we get a day off school to do it. Or if not, we have to do it in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's funny how you say, um, Anna, how you get a day off, but your teachers probably don't see it that way. They probably are ingraining and embedding learning into your experiences. No, it's, that wasn't what I meant. I meant like, oh. 
we're not at school that day. Yeah. Okay. So when you um, are as a student, I think a lot of a lot of our listeners are teachers, current teachers, or future teachers here in the United States. And I think that a question that they might have is, what is it like to be a student in Norway? What are your classes like? What's your day-to-day like? And it sounds like a lot of it is project-based and that a, a lot of learning is in these rich, real experiences out in the world with, and then I know you mentioned um, connecting to climate change and that uh, sort of topic to almost all of your topics. Can you tell us a little bit about what it's like to be a student in Norway? we don't have homework or tests we just have a lot of projects mm. and it's really fun to I don't have to stress a lot about assignments. Uh, yeah about assignments and reading for tests but also it can be a lot of projects in once uh, there was once in eighth grade I think where we had uh, eight projects at once and it, it, it's kind of stressful sometimes but I think it's better than tests and homework so, so your projects are group projects with other people or are they all on your own both, yeah both we have sometimes it's individual and or in pairs and sometimes it's in groups mm-hmm. but it kind of varies from yeah it's class different because I um, have a lot of homework and I also have some tests but I also have a lot of projects maybe not as many as Benedicta um, but I think both of uh, these kind of ways to teach is um, really helpful if you like use it the right way and being a student in Norway is probably one of I'm very glad to yeah, be I'm very happy. <laughs> <laughs> they adapt the homework so that you, we learn, I think we learn a lot, but we do most of it in the classes. So the homework is more of like repetition, like to repeat the things so you remember them. Yeah, so and we can focus on, at school we do, um, yeah, we, of course we teach and and for example, English and all that stuff that yeah, everybody I, teaches. Mm. But we have more time to teach about other things. Um, for example, learn plastic and the climate changes and everything. And I think they kind of want us to, um, they want to involve the real life problems in the world inside the classes so they can prepare us for the future. So it's not all, um, yeah. Would your teachers use the phrases project-based or problem-based uh, learning, or is that something that we just talk about? I think that's uh, accurate. Yeah, at least my teachers say that we have project-based uh, learning and project-based school. Yes, so uh, I think... Was they started just uh, two years ago or three, three years ago that they started to involve more projects and less tests and less homework in the yeah. classes. 
Yeah, our teachers are really, we're not focusing on our grades anymore because we're not mm. getting grades at school. Uh, we get it at the end of the... We um, get one grade yeah. and each subject like every half year. So when a semester has passed, you get a grade. Yeah, so if you have a test or some assignment or something, we don't get the grade. We're just focusing on what we can do better and yeah, so what you get we a, really haven't done as well. Uh, you get a comment. So what goes into the grade then at the end? How do you know? How do you know how you're doing if you're not getting grades on your projects or your assignments along the they, way? They do give us uh, grades on if I have seven projects in English during half a year, then my grade will be based on how I did it during those projects. So you get like a feedback for every time you uh, deliver something. Yeah. So so you know if you're like you've done it really great like or if you've done it great or maybe not that yeah great. if you get a d in a subject it's not coming as a shock you kind of know <laughs> yeah you always know where you're at you you should always know like yes more or less yeah. and, and you can always ask your teacher yeah you can ask if you really want to but i think there's less focus on the grades now yeah, and i think it's helping a lot of people i know it's a lot of people that want to know like get a little stressed out of it um, but I think a lot of people uh, I think it's better that they're not always focusing on their grades and more what it, what they can do better better yeah, yeah. um getting let's 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 go back to your to your projects uh, because one of the things that that a lot of our listeners maybe may not know is that all of the different types of partnerships that that you've you've created and and all the different countries in which you've you've visited, can you can you tell us about about that and through these experiences what what you've learned from it? So I think uh, Benedictus teacher is probably the one who starts a lot of them and doing the most. Yeah, and uh, involves the the other teachers. Uh, um, with them, but uh, yeah, we have a corporation named Erasmus, which is uh, Norway, Turkey, uh, Romania, uh, and Croatia, yeah. and Croatia. Uh, in another town in Norway called Oda. And it is about that we visit each each other countries. And we have conferences about climate changes, and we learn each other uh, how we handle our problems in our countries. Yes, to try and get a better understanding yeah. of the whole, uh, the global problem. So do you, sorry, do you do collaboration together up until the time where you meet for the conference? So you're you're traveling to Turkey in April for this conference, and then you're also going to host a conference for Aramis while you're building up in anticipation for these conferences and sharing. Are you collaborating with these um, teachers and schools in Croatia and Turkey um, leading up to these conferences? Uh, I think there's uh, we haven't been uh, the students that are chosen for these uh, trips they are um 
we weren't part of the that project. We were part of the Honduras project. And so I'm not really sure how they communicate with the other. But mm. as uh, as far as I know, I think the teachers they do communicate, but yeah. the presentations the students make like. The students from Bergen made one presentation, and these students from the other countries also did. And then they just teach yeah. us, teach each they other, talk and got to know each other. And then they like presented. Uh, I think they it's. Do. I don't think they knew each other before they. No, met. I think it, it's kind of to create a, a connections and different to have like a network of people around the world to share different experiences so to have a lot of people doing a little bit yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> and maybe I like that. from their schools are um if they hear about something we're doing in norway they maybe want to um they making they're make, probably making their school doing something similar or yeah yeah mm-hmm. and one of the things that we have in bergen that we try to share with the world is Slugban? Uh, yes, uh, so Slugban. You can. Uh, it, that's in Norwegian. I, I don't think there's a. <laughs> well, yeah. Kind of, How would you spell uh, that? S L U R P E N. Oh, okay. Now, is is there a is there a website or or, or something in which in which listeners could could go to? Uh, the plastic that is. Slugban collects uh, the data gets uh, written down in um, in no. a website called uh, mm. also in Norwegian. <laughs> <laughs> it has different letters. I can uh, I can mail it to you. Okay, that sounds good. And what Slugban does is that it collects um, microplastic and other types of plastic. I think it collects uh, the plastic that's on the surface of the bay. <laughs> um, well, then, with 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 everything that you're that you're doing, has your life changed in in any way from the first time you became involved in the in the environment? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. How? If, on my way to school and I see like a plastic bag I pick it up and bring it to school so I can recycle it yes because in school we have started uh, all the classes have recycling bins and uh, at home I know a lot of students have started recycling in their homes I have uh, yeah I didn't do it as much before and um, but I always do it now because I know it it maybe not changes a lot, but I know it's making a difference. Yes, and if a lot of people do it, then at the end, it a lot of people doing a little bit. A, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll just keep saying that. That's my soundbite. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I've been thinking more about, for example, um, how much I'm traveling, because and how I'm traveling because I know that. Um, it really yeah. can have an. It has a lot of impacts. The way you travel, if you like, the if you chose to, if you choose to like take the train, yeah, or, or if you take the bus, 
it's better to take the bus and then be driven than yeah. to drive your own car. That's amazing, and that's so incredible that you ladies are thinking that deeply and that much more into the future at your age when, you know, adults who have the means and should be thinking about these things don't. So it's you are truly an inspiration to people to just be better. So thank you. <laughs> now, have you... I think it's because we're in school Go. and we get to talk to people like you about it, so we need to have an <laughs> opinion about it mm-hmm. and talk about it. But most adults don't have to talk about it, so they don't actually know what they feel and what to say. Yeah. They don't need to think about it as much as we do. That's true, because we are, as teachers, forcing our students to talk about these things and think about how we can make changes. And then as adults, if you're not passionate about it or if you're not a teacher, you go about your life in a very simple way and um, don't think about it unless it's on the news or if you're personally affected by it. So. Yes, because that's the thing, because uh, as students, we have actually gotten to see it with their own eyes and not just hear about it on the news mm-hmm. and going out to places that have been affected by the plastic pollution problem it really makes people aware that if you make a change if you start actually kind of changing the way you see the things you do in life that you can make a change i love that i love it now are are you or your or your teachers collecting data on on everything that that you've been doing yeah we are collecting data from Slurpan that whatever it collects and it we get to sort it yes we get to sort it in and and we sort it in whatever uh, different categories okay so we know who's responsible for it yes and uh, we have also Every time, well, we try to encourage people to use the website called uh, Miljulare. <laughs> Is that another uh, Norwegian? It's kind of, um, I think it's big fun, yes. It's a form you can fill out yeah. with whatever you find. And you can do it yourself. It doesn't have to be Slurban. If you it's like how much you collect, have collected, how much, how how many you've been um, collecting with and for how long, for example, and you write it down and send it to the people that will be using the data. I think it's to map out where Mm -hmm. the different types of uh, plastic is. Yeah, we've also helped creating a hotspot map over this island, Sotra, and we've been been there several times. Yeah, and I've actually used the form myself in not with school because um, sometimes I just walk to my local beach and pick up the garbage I find especially at summer when a lot of people is there and they make food <laughs> and, yeah. yeah so there is a lot of trash so Sometimes I just walk down there if I, I don't have anything else to do. And I just <laughs> wow. Then I fill out the form because I know it takes me like five minutes to fill out the form. And but it's helping other yeah, people. Yeah, it does a big difference. 
also when we were uh, one time in Sotra, uh, where we were <laughs> when we were um, collecting um, plastic bottles, especially, and we saw where the bottle bottles came from, and it was like a lot of different countries. Yeah, yeah we, we could see where they came from and uh, come from. Came uh, from England and some even came from. Uh, yeah, they wanted us to kind of find who were responsible for the things yeah. that were washed up on our shores. And I found like deodorant from India. Wow. And it's not it's not the same part of the world. World. Mhm. <laughs> wow, that's incredible. And, yeah. So you've shared a few things about what you do individually, what you're doing for your school what you're doing globally, connecting with these other schools and hosting these conferences. But to close this up, we would like to know if there's anything that you would like to share with us or how you would like to call others to action, what should they do to help get involved and make a difference? I think like if you're one person and wants to make your school uh, do something different and when, like, yeah, maybe it's not that easy to do it alone, but if you speak to friends and, and teachers, try. and it's pretty much just to create awareness. Yeah, because a lot of people know about a problem, but they maybe think, yeah, someone else can do yeah, it. I, if I do something by myself, I can't really make a change. But if a lot of people get engaged. Yeah, I think talking about it with others makes actually a bigger difference than they think. And because they will probably talk it, be talking like to sure. other people and... When a whole school is doing something about something, maybe other schools will start doing the same. Yes, you can, st you can start mm, small things. Just choose things that are, if you're buying something, choose something with, with less packaging. Just yeah, tiny things and yeah. share that with others. And I think also that we want to be a school that other schools can kind of look up to. And by our others. Yeah, because we are one of the biggest schools in Bergen, I think, maybe the big, biggest um, high school. And then I, that's why I think it's really important of us to go from... Um, to, be an, to be a good example, kind mm -hmm. of. Yeah, and to... Yeah, that we can help others also. That's really... You've summed it up perfectly. And... You also reiterated the edX Global um, slogan, start local, go global. And I think you are doing all of that, modeling it, practicing it, and then talking about it and sharing it with others. So Benedicta, Anna, Lola, thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate it. But not just your time today, but also just what you're doing for your school and the world and future generations. It's really inspirational, so thank you. Thank you. We would like to ask you to share any social media outlets that you want to connect with people, maybe other students around the world who are curious about what you're doing or maybe want to connect with you. If you'd like to share those, can you give us your uh, handles? Maybe it's easiest to reach me on Snapchat. Okay. What is your Snapchat? Benedicta H A two thousand and four. Okay. I can share my uh, Instagram. 
It's at at Lola underscore Garcia underscore B. Yeah, that's mine. That's funny how we don't remember him. (laughs) I know. Um, But we have actually one. I think we have a user for uh, the um, uh, the Everestmas project. Oh, okay. Oh, good. And one for the... If you use Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or you such Snapchat, so that's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, and then too, um, one of the things in which I don't know if you if you know about um, what what edX is is now doing is that we're soliciting or asking people just like you who who have data um, or or have or would wish to write about what you're doing, and we will publish it. So yeah, even student submitted articles, or if your teachers want to co-write with you, we would love to publish articles on the work that you're doing. Nice. Yeah, yeah. we can uh, share that. Awesome. With our, uh, uh, yeah, Fred, do you have the contacts of uh, the dictas? Are you? Um, I yes. I'll I'll just get in in contact with with all of you about it. Okay. Great. Well, ladies, thanks again for your time and um, keep doing what you're doing. And we'll likely see and hear from you again in the future. Yeah. Thank you. Miss you guys. Bye. Bye. If you would like to follow these ladies, you can follow Benedicta on Snapchat at B-E-N-E-D-I-C-T-E-H-2004. That's her Snapchat. And Lola can be found at at Lola underscore Garcia underscore B on Instagram. They also suggested that you follow at Kids Against Plastic. And if you want to follow us, we are on all of the modes of social media at edX Global. If you have a suggestion for a visitor on our podcast, please send them our way, as well as if you know of anyone who would like to write for the Carrero Journal.